Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 123. When should your podcast start a forum? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Today, we're going to focus quite a bit on that dialogue aspect of podcasting. Because a lot of podcasters I know are very interested in starting a forum. And I would guess that you, listening to this, are an active member of at least two different forums. I would guess more, but my main assumption is probably you're an active member of two forums. Now, by forum, that could mean pretty much any kind of community focused on anything. Maybe it's one of your hobbies or your passions, or you are talking in a forum about software, one of your professions. But having a forum can be a great thing for your podcast, but it could also be a bad thing for your podcast. So it's really something that you have to think about. Is this what you want to get involved with? Is this a direction you want to take your podcast? Is this something you have time for? And I'll give you five different times when you should consider starting a forum. But before I do, let me give you five benefits of having a podcast forum. Number one, A forum turns your listeners into a community. This is a great thing about podcasting is that we can have so many listeners or viewers to our podcast, and once you start connecting them with each other, they're no longer just relationships with you. They're relationships with each other, and it's building a community makes them more loyal then to the content that you're putting out and the community that you're starting. That leads very well into a second benefit for having a forum for your podcast is a forum enables your community to engage with each other. That's an interesting thing about podcasting is that we might have dialogue with our listeners, but it's one-to-one or it's one-to-several. It's our listeners' dialogue with us. We dialogue with our listeners. Just that back and forth, you could call that the vertical relationship, just up and down between you and your listeners. But a forum or some kind of community like that enables your listeners or viewers or however you want to define your community to interact with each other. They can ask each other questions. They can form relationships with each other. I've mentioned this before as a benefit to even doing a live streaming podcast with a chat room because then it enables them to chat with each other during your podcast. And that's what I do when I record most of my podcasts is I do them live. Like I do the Audacity to Podcast live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash live. And frequently I see a conversation going on in the chat room and that's great. They're interacting with each other. And a forum provides a great way for people to do that where they don't have to be there right at that specific moment, but they can be interacting with each other on a casual basis. Number three, a forum will attract new people and boost your search engine optimization. This is an awesome benefit to having a form that it brings people to your site because 
of forum posts that people will share in social media, or maybe they'll have a great title for your forum post. And a lot of people will search the internet for a certain thing. They'll find your post or your forum thread that's about that topic, and they'll go visit it. You're exposing people to your content. This can also be a slight benefit here to this same point is this can get people on your site longer, which can be a benefit to potentially some advertisers who want to see that people are on your site for more than just 20 seconds. This gets people into your site, gets them engaged, and the more engaged they are, the more they'll bring other people in too. Because of that great content, they'll share it with others. They might say to someone else, hey, check out this theory I posted in the forums over here, or they'll share something else that they found interesting and or disagreed with. It's a great way then that you're creating content on your site without you having to create that content. Your community is creating the content for you. They're interacting with each other, and that can even boost how well your site performs. Just keep in mind, all of that new activity on your site may require a more powerful server. Benefit number four, a forum provides another avenue for feedback from your audience. I've talked previously about different ways that people can send you feedback for your podcast. And a forum is one of those great ways that people can go there, post their opinions, post their questions, post their feedback, post their observations, whatever it is based on whatever your theme and topic is that you cover in your podcast. But people can post that and you can go through that and you can easily see what's really active, what's not active, what are people saying here. You can start a conversation with the person on their feedback there so it's publicly accessible and that might be beneficial for other people too because other people might come along and say, you know, I had that same question. I'm so glad you answered that for Bob. I I had that question too. Thank you so much for posting the answer here. And people then connect with your content and it's providing a way for them to give you feedback on certain things. And number five benefit of a forum is it empowers your community to help each other and can free your focus. Now, I say can, and I'll get into that more in a little bit because it can also take some of your focus. But imagine this, if you're having a podcast where you discuss a technical issue or any kind of issue where where people will ask you questions like, how can I do this? What's going on here? What happened? Why is this broken? Questions like that that you have to answer. They need help. You need to try and help them because they they know they can trust your content and all of this. But when they share this on a forum, you're empowering your community to be able to answer that question for you. Or it's often a thing that maybe you've already answered the question. And so your longtime listeners or viewers can say, hey, he covered this topic back in episode 15. Go check that out at this address and that'll give you more information. Or it could be that they share something that maybe you've responded to directly. They'll say, hey, I had the same problem. I emailed Daniel a couple of years ago and he said, do this. And that works great for you and for them. So then that way it's less time for you to have to answer all of this feedback and answer these questions. But there is a slight cost to this. You may, depending on your field, depending on how you approach podcasting, you may not want someone else to start 
appearing as an expert inside your own community or taking people away from your community. Now, I'm not too worried about that because I don't view this as that much of a competition that someone will post in my community and then steal listeners from me. No, I I think that if someone likes what they say, they'll also listen to that other person and listen to me as well. If they really like the topic that we're both addressing, that's fine. I'm, I'm totally all right with that. You might not be, you might have more concerns, you might feel a little bit more competitive. That's really up to you. But now let me tell you about when you should start a forum. So if these benefits sound interesting to you and you think you're ready to start a forum, here are five things to consider before you jump into a forum. And I will also recommend near the end, actually six things, I'll recommend near the end of this episode, some great forum software that you can implement on your site in order to get a forum up and running and working really well. So six different things to think about of when you should start a form. Number one, when you have a topic that inspires a lot of interaction. This is very easily something such as a TV show fan podcast. This is why I started a form for one of my podcasts, my Once Upon a Time podcast over at oncepodcast.com. That topic, talking about a TV show that has theories, that has feedback, that has observations and opinions and all of this, made a lot of feedback and it it inspired so much interaction with us among the fans. The fans wanted to interact with each other. That topic by nature is very conversational because people want to talk about it. They enjoy it. They notice things that others don't notice or they have disagreements or agreements, all of this. So that topic by itself inspires a lot of interaction and conversation. And if you're addressing a topic like that with your podcast, then that might be a reason you should start a forum. I have several podcasts in Noodle Mix Network, and you can check them all out at noodle.mx, but I'll take one of them, for example, my clean comedy podcast at cleancomedypodcast.com. That doesn't really inspire a lot of interaction. Sure, people want to send in their funny stories and share funny things that they find, but there's not that much interaction there. So that topic by nature just doesn't inspire a whole lot of conversation, a whole lot of back and forth and adding, building on to, agreeing, disagreeing, adding observations, painting a three-dimensional object and getting different perspectives and angles. It doesn't really do that. But then again, my TV show fan podcast at oncepodcast.com inspires a lot of conversation because people want to talk about what they see, what they think is going to happen, their theories, their observations. They want to agree. They want to disagree. It's a great topic that then by its nature inspires interaction. So think about that carefully when you're doing a podcast, especially a niche podcast, which I hope you're doing some kind of niche podcast and not just doing a general podcast. But if you're doing a podcast that's focused on some niche in a way, then you should definitely think about a form and whether your podcast would be good for that. Second time that you might want to think about starting a form would be when you get more feedback than you can handle. This was becoming a problem with my Once Upon a Time podcast. We were receiving so much feedback, and we still receive so much feedback, more feedback than we can even handle. 
And for our Once Upon a Time podcast, we receive a lot of feedback that's along the lines of something like this. I liked this. I liked this. I liked this. I didn't like that. This stood out to me. That stood out to me. I saw this. Did you see that? Those kinds of things. And it's great to hear that from our listeners and from the community that watches that TV show. But it doesn't really add to the conversation in the podcast, because our podcast is focused more on the theories of the show, not so much just opinions and what we and our fans liked and didn't like about certain things, but it's focusing on discussing on what could be happening or discussing theories that come up along the way. So when you start receiving a lot of feedback that you just can't get to in your episodes, or you feel like this, yes, this is related, but it's not something I can really get to in my podcast or something I have the time to respond to privately, then maybe it's time for you to start a forum because then you can tell people, hey, this is great. Thank you so much for the email. I'm not able to reply to it or address this or handle this at the moment, but I highly recommend that you post it in our forums over at and mention your forum address. And then you could tell them, I'm sure many people there would love to hear what you thought, what you have to say, can help you with your question, anything like that. So that way, they're able to put their information out there, get their opinion, their perspective heard, and add to that interaction, the conversation that's going along the way. And number three, when you have enough time to moderate a forum. Now, don't think that starting a forum is going to save you a whole lot of time. It takes a lot of time. It'll take you a lot of time to get the forum up and running, depending, especially depending on what kind of software you're using for your forum. It takes time to keep things clean on it from spammers and bots, and people will be requesting features. They'll re- be requesting certain sections. You may have to do some peacemaking along the way as Opinions will get uh, very passionate and people will get flared up and disagree with each other, start calling each other names. This has happened in forums I've been a part of, in forums I help moderate. This happens quite, well, not quite often, but it does happen every now and then. And this kind of stuff takes time. So when you start a forum, keep in mind that it will take time to manage it to run it, to participate in it, to keep it updated because you're going to have security issues that you need to keep your forum software and your plugins updated or else it'll get hacked. If you get hacked or some spammer just floods everything on your forums, then it's going to take so much time to clean that all up. But there are certain things that you can do to help reduce how much time it will take to administrate your forums, such as picking some great forum software and configuring it well, like putting in some simple but effective anti-spam filters. You could uh, eliminate many technical problems. You could also decide what is it that you really want your form to do and discuss. And then when you start receiving requests for certain features or certain sections, then you can say, hey, thanks for that suggestion. It's not something we're interested in supporting in our forums or that just doesn't fit with our mission or that's not a topic we really want to address in the forums or open up. Stuff like that can help you narrow your focus on what your forums will do and then prevent you from having to fulfill every last wish about your forums. Also, I highly recommend you have some clearly stated and 
easily accessible rules that will guide the interaction in your form. Because if you don't, then you have no standard to tie back into to tell people, hey, you're violating the rules or deleting things or moderating things or closing topics or just there's no if there's no standard, then people will do whatever they want, which may end up making a mess for you to manage. And do know that even if you have really well, easily understood, easily accessible rules, they will still be broken every now and then, sometimes accidentally, sometimes intentionally. So you will still have some cleanup, but it's a lot easier if you have some rules to go back to and say, hey, these are our rules. I have to clean this up, but can you please make sure you follow the rules next time? And that can help reduce your labor in the future. But tied right into this, number four, start consider starting a forum for your podcast when you have people you can trust to moderate your forums. Have you gotten to know your audience enough that there are certain people that you trust to represent you, to represent your podcast well? If so, those could be people that would be fantastic for helping to moderate your forms, especially if they are actively participating in your forms. Find those active people who follow the rules, who know the forums well, and are passionate about the topic, as passionate or maybe even more passionate about the topic as you are. And these can be great people to add to your team to help moderate your forms. So this could be things like helping settle uh, personal differences, some peacekeeping issues. This could be with some minor moderating, like in our TV show fan podcast forums, we have a very strict, very conservative spoiler policy. And I know not everyone thinks of certain things as spoilers as we define them, but we Do it very conservatively so that no one will be spoiled by certain information. And occasionally someone will forget to use a certain tag that we have set up in the forum so it blocks out a spoiler, or they'll share something in the wrong place in the forum. So our moderators will already be in the forum, and they'll discover this information, and they'll be able to then move it to where it needs to be to edit the post so it includes the spoiler tag, stuff like that. Clean up like that if you have some kind of language filter and someone is trying to bypass the language filter or posting some junk that just doesn't need to be on your forums, your moderators can help clean that up. So find someone that you can trust that's already in your community and is passionate about this. Maybe even just put out the call for, hey, who's interested in helping with this? And then from the people who respond saying, hey, I'd love to help out, then you can decide whether you really trust that person enough. And sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith and, and choose to trust them and see how it goes. Make sure you have backups in case they destroy anything. But generally, I know that people will be very good-willed, especially in a podcast listening audience. They tend to be very passionate about the thing you're talking about. They're very loyal often as well. So you might have some people that you can trust to moderate your forms. If you don't have anyone that you can trust to moderate your forms, then I would wonder how well do you actually trust your community? And if you don't trust them much, then it might not be a good time to start a forum. So if you have these people you can trust, then that can really help you have a successful running forum. Now, this is something that I had made the mistake of trying to manage all myself for quite a while on our Once Podcast forums. 
Only recently did I reach out to a few members and ask them if they could help out by being moderators in our forum, and it has been a huge relief to know that the little issues are being taken care of, and I've given them authority to handle those little issues, and then if something big comes up, they can bring it to me, and then I can then approach that from the perspective that I'm the community leader here, and when the community leader speaks, so let it be written, so let it be done. Fifth thing, when your posts, when your post comments are starting new conversations, these would be the comments on your blog or on your podcast site where you have your show notes. I hope you have the comments section enabled there so people can comment on what you said in your podcast or in your blog post. But generally, these sections, just as you hear me talk about in the podcast, generally these comment sections are best when someone wants to respond to something that you shared in that specific episode. That's what I often say to help clarify things is I say, if you'd like to respond to what I shared in this episode, or if you have something to add to this or disagree with something I said in this episode, then please comment on the show notes. And if you want to do that for this episode, by the way, go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 123. But your comments can be a great place for that conversation to go on. But if you're getting so many conversations, it's hard to keep. It's getting hard to keep track of. Then you might want to start a forum. Or if people are starting new conversations inside of your comments, conversations that aren't related to what you actually shared in that post or in that podcast episode, then it might be time to start a forum. And then that way, when people start these new conversations, you could say, "Hey, thank you for posting this comment." I really appreciate what you had to say, but you might find that you'll get a lot more conversation and activity on this if you post it over in the forums. Because see, forums and website comments function very differently. On a forum, people can sign up so they'll be notified anytime someone posts a new uh, reply to their own threads or anytime anyone posts a new thread. People will often go to forums and click to see what are the latest posts, the most active posts, anything like that. And many form software has this built right in where you can have these easy, quick links. So people will go there and it's like a homepage for them. They can go see what's new, respond to it here or there under different sections and participate in the community that way. For your website comments, there's not really something like that. Yes, when someone comments on your post, depending on which kind of commenting system you're using, they may receive notifications of people who reply to that comment, or they may receive notifications for any time anyone else comments on that same post. But that's only after they have posted a comment there. So think about how much conversation you're getting going on in the comments, and is that conversation that would be much better moved into a forum? Especially if you're finding it's a lot of one-way stuff that could be multi-direction. If it's all vertical between you and your listener, but it could be more horizontal, listener to listener, then that could be a time for you to start a forum. And the sixth reason and final reason that I have on my list of when to start a forum for your podcast is when a neutral ground forum isn't enough. What I mean by neutral ground forum is some other community out there where it's focused on your topic 
or has an area of focus on your topic, and you and your community or listeners can participate in that other neutral ground area. And by neutral ground, I mean that it's not owned by one person or another, or maybe it's owned by someone else, but they're welcoming many other participants. For example, in episode 118, I shared several different forums and sections that you could go to discuss podcasting, posting questions, sharing things that you discover, sharing reviews, asking about certain equipment, all of that. And I shared a variety of methods and communities from Facebook to LinkedIn to Google Plus to other forums, some of them a little bit more niche than others, but all of these different podcasting-focused communities, that's where I encourage my listeners to go because many of you are already there. Many of you are already active on Facebook or you're already active on Google Plus or LinkedIn or different forums or communities. And so these more popular ones are where I like to go and participate in podcasting-focused conversations. And I'd much rather participate in all of these other areas and not have to feel like I have to own or manage or control all of the conversations or participate in all of the conversations, but I can watch and participate in these other forums or communities And that actually brings a little bit more exposure to what I'm doing because I'm sharing information and I'm sharing answers. I'm helping people with problems. I'm also asking questions, getting some feedback through those different means. I'm not doing it in a self-promotional way, but in a way of participating in the conversation like I talked about in episode 118. So sometimes a neutral ground form like that, that no one is claiming specific ownership or branding of could be a great place for your community to go if they want to talk about that topic. And it's a place that you could go and participate in regularly. At some point, maybe the forum owners will upgrade you to be a moderator there and give you a little bit more leadership in that area. If you're active, you follow the rules, you're not self-promoting. But this can especially be useful when you're looking at the issues of how big and how technical and how much work it is to have your own form running on your own website, the the bandwidth that's required for this, the server load that's required, the extra RAM you'll need or CPU or storage space or database access or all of this stuff. So sometimes it might be better for you to direct your audience to another community instead of one you own. But sometimes A neutral ground form just isn't enough for you. And then that's when you might want to consider starting your own form. So those were six things that you would want to consider for when your podcast should start a form. And I'd love to have your feedback on that. What are other things that you think would be reasons for someone to start a form for their podcast or if you've started one for your podcast? Now keep in mind, when you start a form, Wait until these things fall into place, and it should be several of these things, not just one of them, because if only one of these things or none of these things are in place yet, when it's not that time yet, you start a forum, it will be a ghost town. People will go there and they'll see nothing, and they won't feel like participating. Many people don't really want to be that first person to post in the forums because they might think no one else is going to reply. No one else will respond to this. No one else is talking. Uh, I'm not sure if it's even worth my time. 
So lead up to this cause things to fall into place. So get your community thinking about talking in a forum and get your community eager for when you start the forum so that when you start it, they'll jump in there, they'll start talking, and then it becomes exponential. The forum that I run for my Once Upon a Time podcast now has over 50,000 posts there by over a thousand members very actively communicating over there. There are at any time that I've checked the stats, there are about 30 people on the forum pages. Some of them listen to the podcast, some of them don't. I know that some of them don't, and but many of them do, and it's an opportunity then to even build a community that will then come back to the podcast. But the forum is a great way that they connect with each other, and when I started the forum, I was waiting for these things to fall into place. I was waiting for when there were so many comments on each podcast post that new conversations were starting. I was waiting for when there was too much feedback for us to handle, and I knew When we started that podcast, I knew that it was a topic that would inspire a lot of interaction. I just wanted to wait until some of the other pieces fell into place so that I wouldn't be starting a ghost town. And sure enough, when we started it, everyone was asking for it. Well, a lot of people were asking for it. The time was right. We started it and it just, boom, took off. And it is now really big and going really well. And I've got some great moderators to managing our forums. But then you might wonder, well, why haven't I started a forum for the Audacity to Podcast? And my reason for that is I think there are so many other great places for talking about podcasting, neutral places for talking about podcasting. And I shared many of those places in episode 118. I really like Google Plus and how that works with community and interaction and notifications and topics and replies and all of that. That's a lot of fun to talk over there in Google Plus. Facebook is great too. So instead of starting my own community and having people come and talk in that community, I'd rather go out and participate where people already are instead of asking them to come to me for this topic, the Audacity to Podcast. So someday I may change my mind. It depends. But I think for the Audacity to Podcast, some of these issues that I just brought up aren't yet in place for me to start a forum for the Audacity to Podcast. I know some of my other friends like Ray Ortega and Cliff Ravenscraft have had forums focused on podcasting in their communities before, and they've come and gone and they've realized, ah, yeah, this wasn't a great idea, or this didn't work out very well, or there was this negative thing or this positive thing. So that's come and gone. But I know Ray Ortega is very active in these other podcasting-focused communities that I am. So it's great for us to be talking together in the same space, in the same communities where people already are. So that's why the Audacity to Podcast doesn't have a forum yet, at least. Now, the best forum software that I recommend for you really depends on how you want to work with your forums, how you want it to integrate with your site. I think, hands down, vBulletin is the best forum software. It's standalone forum software, so you don't have to have anything else running on your website. It can run by itself. It's not a plug-in. It stands alone, but it's $249. 
but it's really the best of the best. It's got a lot of great moderation tools, a lot of great usability tools, a lot of great themes and plugins and all of this. And it's used and trusted by many, many large companies and communities out there because it works so well. But it is $249. Now, if you want to purchase it, please use my affiliate link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 123 or you could just go to the audacity to podcast.com slash the letter V bulletin V bulletin. It is the best, but it's expensive. So you might not want to pay $249 for your forum software. That's up to you. The next alternative would be PHP BB. This is a free standalone forum software, and it's been around for a really, really long time. It's extremely powerful and extremely extensible. There are so many plugins and themes, and it has a huge community behind it. But because it's so popular and its updates are actually quite slow, major updates, that is, quite slow, they, they do security updates here and there. But because it's so popular and it's free, which also makes it so popular, it's very, very commonly targeted by spammers, hackers, and you'll often see people start PHP BB forums and it just gets overrun with spam. Now, there are ways that you can implement certain safeguards to prevent that from happening. And I, I've really been blessed that with the Once Podcast forums, we have had very little spam. And it's because I've done some very, very simple things to prevent spam on the site, like having a very simple, not a CAPTCHA. I hate CAPTCHAs. And I think. If you hate CAPTCHAs, raise both fists in the air and say, I hate CAPTCHAs. Okay, now that all of your coworkers are looking awkwardly at you, let's get back to this. But CAPTCHAs are terrible. I instead use something very simple on my site that I ask a question that only fans of Once Upon a Time would know the answer to. But it's a very easy answer. I think it might be something like, what is the bird that, uh, what bird is used as Emma's last name or something like that. I might even sometimes ask questions like, what color is George Washington's white horse? And the acceptable answer would be white or other cases for other questions I might ask. And occasionally I need to change that question. Whenever I get a spammer that makes it through, I change that question to something else very easy. But something like that helps prevent these bots from going through. And there are certain other minor things that you could do that aren't really an inconvenience for your community as they join. And I think the moderation stuff like uh, the Audacity forums, the official Audacity forums are heavily moderated. Every post you make has to be approved by a moderator. That's got to be a pain for whoever's moderating that. And yeah, you could do that on your forums, but then that's going back to the whole issue of spammers and such. And you don't want to do that. So back to PHPBB. Its themes and plugins are terrible to try and work with. I really hate trying to work with PHPBB and make it do what I want it to because of the theme structure, the, the way that the plugins work. I cannot write PHP code into the theme files, the template files for PHPBB. That's, it just blows my mind why that it doesn't work. It's HTML, not PHP. So I can't do certain things. I really had to hack into the template system and spent a lot of time doing things to make it look the same as the rest of my site. But then if I update something about the rest of my site, 
then the PHP BB forums aren't updated and it's it's a pain. Now they are planning to update that and I think the next major version, which may come out this year, maybe next year, I don't know. They haven't released a date on that yet. But it's, yeah, it's extremely powerful and extensible, but it's a lot of pain to work with. On the flip side of that is Simple Machines Forum, or SMF. It's also free, and it's standalone form software, but it's a lot easier than PHPBB, and it's almost just as extensible. Now, I chose not to use it because there was something I needed very specifically for my forums. I wanted people to be able to log into the forums with either Twitter or Facebook, and doing that with SMF wasn't very easy. It wasn't quite working the way I wanted it to at that point. So I decided to go with PHP BB, and that was about a year ago that I went that direction. And I'm going to change directions later this summer as I take on a huge project, move all 50,000 forum posts over to a new system. And that new system is BB Press. This is a free plugin for WordPress that will add a form to any WordPress site. I think that this is the easiest to manage and it integrates really well with your current WordPress theme and plugins. If you know WordPress pretty well, then this software will work great for you because you can manage it right inside the WordPress dashboard. Anyone who has an account or can create an account with your WordPress site can then have a form access. So this means that you can easily enable form logins and stuff like that. It can integrate really well with a commenting system on your site. So if someone's already logged into your site because of the forums, maybe you have it so that if they comment somewhere else on your site, it uses their forum username instead of their having to create a separate account with a chat system or anything like that. BB Press, because it's built into WordPress, also works great with your theme. So if Like This is why I want to change this year is more and more I'm wanting to change certain things about the website template and the way it works and make it more mobile friendly. And I know that if I change something on the website because PHP BB is running the forms separately, what I change on the main website won't work in the forms. It just won't change anything in the forms. I'd rather when I make a change, it applies everywhere. This also means I can do cool things like make a notification bar at the top of the web page so that when we're live, this notification bar drops down. And if everything is powered by WordPress, then I only have to activate that notification bar in one place. If it's separate systems, then I either have to go around this big obstacle in order to get it working or just not even post it over there. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just not posting some of these updates on the forum template. So BB Press is a great way that you could go for adding a form to your site and integrating it with WordPress and integrating it with many different login systems, plugins, and all sorts of other things. I see so much benefit to that now that I wish I'd taken it more seriously and tried to get certain things working back when I first decided to start the form for my Once Upon a Time podcast. But the the one reason I think I didn't go with BB Press was because I couldn't quite get the social logins working with my WordPress multi-site. Well, now I realize I could have done it. I was just going about it the wrong way. So now that I know that, I can come back to this and try and merge everything over, and it's going to be a pain to do that, but I think it will be worth it. So I'd love to know what you think about this. What other forum software have you used? What do you love about forums? 
Have you thought about starting a forum for your podcast or maybe have you started a forum for your podcast? I'd love to hear from you on what you think about this content that I shared in this episode of the Audacity to Podcast. Please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 123 to comment there on these show notes and get these links that I mentioned to the different forum software and my affiliate link for vBulletin and share your perspective and experience with us as well. I know there is is a lot of other form software out there that's great or not so great. And if you have experience with it, I'd love to hear from you. And one other thing to think about, if you have a form software, I highly recommend that you pick something that works with the mobile app TapaTalk. This is a great app that I'm loving. I use it on my iPad, on my iPhone. I use it on my Android phone. It allows you to join and participate in many different forms. The form has to have a plugin added to it, but once it has that plugin, then you can easily participate in conversations with this app on a mobile device without having to load the website, and maybe it's not a mobile-friendly website, anything like that. It's a great thing. I really like it. It has special notifications and special features in it that work really well. So I recommend if you're picking something else other than the form software I've recommended, then find something that works with TapaTalk. That's T-A-P-A-T-A-L-K. And that's available for Android and iOS. So let me know what you thought of this content and comment on the show notes as well over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 123. I'd love to hear from you what you would like to have me cover in upcoming episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. What kind of podcasting questions or Audacity questions do you have? Email them, written or recorded, and it can be audio or video, to the to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. You can also go to theaudacitypodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and click or tap on the send a voice message link to record a message right from your device or computer. I'm available for one-on-one consulting, and I've been having a lot of fun doing this as I've been promoting it more, helping other people get their podcasts fixed, get their podcasts transferred. Please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash consulting to check out what I can do and request an appointment if you'd like me to help you with something involved with your podcasting, whether you're trying to fix a problem, maybe you're trying to start a podcast, maybe you just want to bounce some ideas off of someone to see how it will work with podcasting and which direction you should take some things. There are many different options. You can get one hour or many hours to help you succeed in podcasting. I'm having a lot of fun with this, and I know the people who have gotten my help so far have really benefited. I even just recently moved someone away from FeedBurner, and they had several, several thousand subscribers, and they were so concerned about losing their iTunes ratings and reviews, which they had several hundred of those, but they wanted to get off of FeedBurner and onto their own website system, fix their podcast cover art and all of this. I got that working for them and they were thrilled and some other people have had some other problems. So please check out the com slash consulting if you'd like to get my help to help you succeed with podcasting, with Audacity or with WordPress or anything related to that. Also, speaking of Audacity, I've got the Audacity webinar coming up that you can check out at learnaudacity.com, and that will be on Saturday, May 20th at noon, excuse me, that's May 18th at noon Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four, and you can go to learnaudacity.com 
to check that out and register for the Learn Audacity workshop. It's a great way for you to learn Audacity for podcasting, audiobook editing. We go from the beginnings, the foundations of Audacity to showing you how to edit, add special effects, enhance your audio, export your audio, and so much more. It's a two-hour long workshop and that includes some questions and answers in there that you can ask so you get the specific help that you need with Audacity, and it's a lot of fun. It's $100 to register for it, and it's on May 18th, so you have until then to register. So go to learnaudacity.com, and everyone who registers, even if you don't show up for the live webinar, if you've registered, then you will receive a free download of the webinar so you can review it at your convenience. And then later on, I might be doing a digital product that will help you with the same thing. Speaking of di- speaking of digital products, I've got two things I'm working on right now. Just before I recorded this episode, I had to rip myself away from a WordPress plugin that I'm working on that I think podcasters will absolutely love. It's working out really well. I'm developing it for one of my sites as well as testing it on a client site and developing it there. And it will, I think, be something that podcasters will love to have on their website and I don't have a price point yet for it, or what if I'd split it out into a free version or premium version, but uh, that is coming sometime in the future. And also, I've already been writing the script and working on a video for several training products and teaching you how to do certain things with specific audio equipment that you'll want to know for podcasting. I'll have all of this and more as announcements when I release them or as I'm getting close. If you sign up for the free podcasting tips and updates newsletter at theaudacitypodcast.com, you'll see in the sidebar, you'll see a little sign up area for free updates and uh, the newsletter. So sign up there with your email address and you'll get the announcement or a preview of some of these plugins and the premium training videos that I'm making. So check out the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com and let me know what you think of this content. Have you started a forum? Are you thinking of starting a forum? Has this maybe caused you to not start a forum uh, because you've decided it's just not the right time, it's too much work, whatever. I'd love to hear your feedback, your experience on that. And send me your feedback for future episodes of The Audacity to Podcast. Email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. And you can also send a voice message just through the website at theaudacitytopodcast.com. If you're not already subscribed to the video edition of The Audacity to Podcast, please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iTunes, or you can go to slash YouTube and subscribe to the videos on YouTube. I just recently reviewed the Behringer HA400, you can check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash HA400. And thank you for the ratings and reviews in iTunes. You can go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes, just like Dan's Modern Life did and left a review there. And I greatly appreciate it. It encourages me and it helps others find the show. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like Beyond the To-Do List, Christian Meets World, Once Podcast, The Ramen Noodle, All You Just Watching, and more at noodle.mx. 
mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.